you're afraid of what other people are going to think, I will tell you it's better for you to be open and honest and share what you need to share rather than suffer and struggle in isolation. That's not going to end up in a good spot for you. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's Word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa Martin down here with Blended Kingdom Families. We are so excited you are here with us today, and we have an amazing guest with us, Scott Kadersha. Uh, is with us, and we are so excited to have you with us today. Thanks, so good to be here with you guys. Excited, honored. Awesome. Well, you guys, I just want to share with you a little bit about Scott. Um, He is a marriage and family pastor, author of Ready or Not, K-N-O-T, which we're- Like tying the knot. Like tying the knot. um, This amazing resource. So we're going to dive into this today and learn more about it. Um, but it's off, it's ready or not 12 conversations every couple needs to have before marriage. It's important. <laughs> and just a little bit about Scott's background. He married in 2001 to his lovely wife, Kristen. And soon after they moved to Dallas where they could attend seminary school. 19 years later, four boys. They're still in Texas. Scott served in the marriage ministry at Watermark Community Church here in the DFW area Mm -hmm. for 14 years. And in July of 2020, so last year, they moved to Waco, Texas. And he serves there as the marriage and family pastor at Harris Creek Baptist Church. And um, Scott's been in full-time marriage ministry since 2006. Mm. We have a lot to learn from you, Scott. about that. so welcome, Scott. We're so glad to have Thank you here you. today. Good to be here. Yeah. Well, we loved y- your book. And I-, I told you when I first met you, I-, I think anybody who's been in marriage ministry and has a sense of humor <laughs> needs needs to write books. Uh, because I, I know and we talk about blend family issues, but we love talking about marriage and we love pouring into marriages and making marriages stronger. Um, so I love this conversation that we're going to have, ready or not. Uh, it's a great book. It's full of great wisdom. It is very funny. Uh, so I'm great, grateful that we have it. But tell us first, Scott, what was your heart behind writing the book? And, and what was the main thing you wanted to accomplish? Yeah, so when I, you know, when I started doing marriage ministry, nobody ever grows up thinking they're going to be a marriage pastor. But mm. started doing marriage ministry in 2006. And everyone would always ask, like, what's a good book to read before mm. you get married? There are a lot of great marriage books out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, Tim Keller, The Meaning of Marriage, anything by Gary Thomas, great stuff. But I couldn't find the the marriage prep book that I was mm-hmm. looking for. And so kept looking, couldn't find it. There are a lot, there's a lot out there, but mm-hmm. nothing that I thought was really, you know, Christ-centered, yeah. authentic, and then really practical yeah. and helpful. And so I asked my boss if he would write the book. He didn't want to do it and said, I think you should write it. And I laughed at him, and then a couple of years later, started working on it, and uh, really thankful. I love the way it came out, and it, it largely comes out of my brokenness and our story and my mm. struggles and what I've seen mm. in couples who have done really well and couples who have struggled. Yeah, and it came out like I wanted it, you know, to be biblical, mm. authentic, and really practical. That's awesome. Well, I love that. and I love that you said practical yeah. and biblical yeah. in the same area, because yeah. I, I think there's a lot of when we look at marriages and let's just say marriage prep, 
those who are preparing for marriage. There's a lot of like large ideas out there and yeah. communicate with your spouse and uh, you know all these things. But when you get down to the practical side, um, there is some practice that you can do to have a better marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's what I love about it. Yeah. Uh, and one specific thing, and, and I'm just gonna dive into this, we were talking about this right a few minutes ago, was one of the things you talked about in the book was getting to know your spouse. And I thought that was studying them and asking them questions, things that you may not think to ask. Like, what do you like to do for fun? Mm -hmm. You know, I know Vanessa and I have been married for eight years Mm -hmm. and there are still times when I'm like, we need to find something fun to do together. (laughs) Like, what do you like to do? Like, what's fun for you? Um, And I think couples over time, you know, they get kind of caught up with raising kids and Mm -hmm. doing all these things. And then all of a sudden somebody says, hey, you're supposed to enjoy time with your spouse. And you're like, I don't even know what my spouse likes to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things on that. One is like when we got married, Chris and I are like, we're polar opposite in so Mm -hmm. many ways. She's physically, she's taller than me, much better looking. She's got hair, I don't. Uh, (laughs) uh, Very different family of origin. She comes from military family. Mm. I come from a blended family, so really different backgrounds. Mm. You know, I'm from the Northeast, really loud, obnoxious, a boy home. She comes from more of a a girl home. And so you assume that the people are like you and, and mm-hmm. because this the normal like this is the right way to live I'm the right mm. normal one and anyone else who's not like me is crazy yeah and, and you realize that we're we are all wired obviously so different yeah. so unique different family different personality different backgrounds and and, uh, and that process of trying to figure that out before you get married so you know as best you can who you're mm-hmm. gonna marry. Yeah. And then that process doesn't stop just yeah. because you get married. And, yeah. and I think where so many couples fall short is maybe they do the hard work mm-hmm. before getting married of getting to know mm-hmm. one another, but after they get married, they, they stop, they get complacent, yeah. they get focused on themselves and their own needs and kids and work mm-hmm. and everything else takes over. And you miss out on the opportunity that you get to continue to know your spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, First Peter 3, 7, it says, husband, live with your wife in an understanding way. It says, if you don't, your prayers are not going to be answered. Your prayers are going to be hindered. Mm-hmm. And so I want to go through the process on an ongoing daily basis of getting to know my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's hard work like we do in any other area of, of life. It's, it's study, it's work, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun work most of the time. Mm-hmm. But where couples struggle is they just get boring and complacent and... Yeah. And everything else becomes a higher priority than your marriage. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, you think about the the process leading up to marriage and then how important the marriage ceremony is. I'm sure you've done a lot of weddings. Yes. And they're great and they're very emotional. But there's an instant kind of where do we go from here and what do we do after? Do we just settle into the root of life and all of a sudden we start having kids and then you know, we've done uh, lots of interviews with, with people who've written books about, you know, marriages turning into roommate situations. Mm. And, you know, there needs to be you're a partner with your, your spouse. Mm-hmm. And part of that partnership is doing things that you enjoy and understanding each other. So uh, what we said in terms of just getting to know your spouse and studying your spouse is one side. But you have multiple chapters in here about, you know, being champions of forgiveness, being great listeners, you know, learning how to actively listen. Uh, all those things are vitally important in marriage. I want to go back one other point on that. You know, so couples, if you look at 
studies that show why do couples end up either divorced or why do they end up miserable together, mm-hmm. one of the biggest factors, whether they're married one year, seven years, 30 years, is they just get bored, Yeah. yeah. right? We're complacent, we're stuck, and a lot of time we're, sp- we're spending our time on good things. It's mm-hmm. right. job and kids and health and time in the Word and all things that we should be doing and, and want to do. Yeah. But when we stop working on our marriage and, and life becomes boring, we look for fun outside of marriage. Yeah. And so a consistent thread, and this just terrifies me, right? Mm-hmm. Is I don't want my wife to go looking for fun outside of our home. I don't want yeah. somebody else to affirm her, another guy to make her feel really good about herself and someone else to entertain her. Mm-hmm. I want to be the one. I want to be the one that she's going to say is the one who speaks life, who encourages her, yeah. who, who shares scripture with her, who prays for her, who has fun. Yeah. And so, you know, date nights and, and date days, now that all of our kids are in school, mm-hmm. we do a lot of date days. We're at, we celebrate 20 years in, in a couple weeks. Yay, a couple months. that is awesome. Yeah, so not, not a couple, like uh, in September, September yeah. 15th. Awesome. And so we're, we're going to blow it out. It's a, yeah. 20 years is a lot to celebrate. And Absolutely. so we're going to celebrate together and we're going to keep learning more and yeah. more and more about each other. And I want our, I want our home and our marriage to be filled with a ton of fun, yeah. not, not boring. No, I love Absolutely. it. Well, and I love uh, Pastor Jimmy Evans. He, with Marriage Today, he talks a lot about like, you, your spouse has everything that you need. Like you each have what each other needs. And, um, and one of the things recently with a mentor that I was, um, that I've been meeting with, she was talking about, um, because a man's number one need is respect. And so, um, talking about how just in our prayer life, like as a wife, and this could be, you know, husband as well, but how can I show respect to my husband? How can I make him feel respected every day? How can I serve him daily? Like, and like you were saying, Scott, you know, speaking words, whether it's words of affirmation, he's a physical touch guy. So just, you know, going out of the way to, to make them feel loved and I like um, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and you said something, and I, I just want to reiterate this to anybody who's listening. Guys, God wants you to have fun in your marriage. Yeah. He wants you guys to laugh and to enjoy it. There are plenty of things to take serious. Oh, yeah. Yes. There are plenty of yes. things in your marriage life that you'll be like, this is serious. We need to concentrate and we need to have serious discussions. Those are going to happen. Have fun with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have fun, Find out what the other spouse wants to do for fun and, and go do that. Um, I just think it's so uh, so important in marriage. Yeah, I think uh, we often look at millennials, Gen Z, and talk about how they, they're not committed. They don't want to get married. They're just moving in together. Mm. And part of the reason why I think they, they don't want to get married is because they never hear couples talk about how great marriage is. Absolutely. All they hear about is how difficult it is. Marriage is hard. You're all going to die. You can't handle it. Mm. You're too selfish. And they're going like, why would I want to sign up for that? Yeah. yeah if it's not fun. And so yeah. one, we need to live it out. Yeah. And then we need to tell people that ma- marriage is an amazing gift. It, yeah. Apart from my relationship with Jesus, my marriage is, is the best thing going on in my yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I want that to be true and I want to tell others about it. That's so good. And you know, with blended families, and I think a lot of, because in the seventies there was a big I don't know if you even want to call it a pandemic of divorce. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the people 
um, who are our age that experience that as children. I mean, and, and then yeah. those generational curses, you know, it's no wonder that the younger generation is like, oh, like I, yes. I went through my parents' divorce. I don't want to go through that. If that's what marriage looks like, I don't, you know, um, and that's a big heart for our ministry is breaking that generational yeah. cycle mm. of divorce. Um, but like you said, Scott, I think just talking about it more and just bringing it more to the light. Yes, marriage is hard. And Scott says this all the time. You know, you see those couples that have the 20 years and the 30 years and the 40, or, you know, 50 years together, however long. Um, and you're like, yes, like that's the goal. But it doesn't come easy. It's not mm. it's not without struggle and pain there. You know, you, you have to persevere through a lot of things and it's tough love. And um, mm. but, you know, it's so worth it. Yeah. So worth it. Well, and I going into the next part of this. I, I love sports, and uh, you know, when you talk about marriage as an offensive and defensive mm-hmm. practice, yeah. so many marriages are defensive. Yeah. Like I'm going to run through my life, and then when a problem comes up, I'm going to address it. We'll go to counseling. We'll have that argument. We'll we'll uh, we'll figure that problem out. And I think you have to play offense. You have to play in terms of, and there's been lots of books. One of the ones I'm thinking about right now is like his needs, her needs. When you talk about credits and deposits and things like that, uh, you have to play offense in your marriage. And, and it is fun to do that. That's the fun part of marriage is, uh, you know, pouring into your marriage, pouring into your spouse. So um, just kind of tell me, Scott, your thoughts on what is an offensive marriage and, and how do we do that? Yeah, so I think that the, most churches candidly spend 90% of their time and resource with couples who are struggling mm-hmm. and 10% on the marriage prep, on mm-hmm. newlyweds, on strengthening marriage before it struggles. Yeah, And, and there, there are always going to be couples who struggle. That, that will never change in the church ministries like you guys are doing, you know, for, for blended families, yeah. you know, blended kingdom families, we, we will always have uh, the need to pour into couples before they start mm. struggling. And yeah. so I've been very grateful my, my whole life in ministry and doing marriage ministry to get to work with couples before they get married mm. as newlyweds. And so, you know, before they get married, one of the best results of working with a couple who's seriously dating or engaged is for them to break up before mm. they get married. Yeah. And so helping them discover that, you know, mm. if we keep moving forward, our life together as a couple is going to be miserable. Yeah. And so helping them break up, that that's good offense. Helping couples as newlyweds mm-hmm. build their lives mm. and their marriages on the right foundation from the beginning. Mm. And so, you know, I think about Matthew 7, 24 through 27, you either build your home and your marriage on sand or you build it on rock. Yeah. yeah. And storms are going to come either way. And, and so is the house going to wash away or is it going to stand firm? Yeah. yeah. And so doing whatever we can with newlyweds to help them build their lives on the right foundation. And then, and then the average couple out there, you know, just helping them think through where are areas that, that it's not a major struggle right now, but there's some mm. minor breaks that are coming in. The time to address them is now. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so what can we do to help couples strengthen their marriage before mm. there are major problems? And and I want to see I want to see the church. I want to see other ministries mm-hmm. pour more resource into that, yeah. mm-hmm. so that we can help play good offense and be proactive instead of just responding yeah. to, to challenges down the road. Oh, that's uh, so good. I, I'm I'm 100 percent on that board. Mm-hmm. I uh, I I do believe offensive 
preparation in marriage is so important. And there needs to we need to destigmatize this concept yes. of going and getting help for our marriage. Yes. Uh, I, I don't I don't really understand why people are so against going to counseling or you know we take care of our cars, we take care of our vehicles, yes. we go get oil changes. But when it comes to our marriage, yeah. we've got to hear glass breaking before we ask for help. Yes. And that's just not, mm-hmm. it, it's not constructive. It's not the way God designed us to, to, to want to be in community together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more people have to be able to admit that this is a good thing. And if it's one of the most important decisions that we make in our life, mm-hmm. as far as picking a spouse, you've got to take care of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, only, the only promise about marriage in the entire Bible says if you marry, you will have trouble. Yeah. And so, like, why would we be surprised when yeah. troubles happen? And so why yeah. would you not do everything you yeah. can mm-hmm. to prevent those? And, yeah. and I, the reason why couples don't seek help is because of pride. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's I don't want, and I'm like, I hate seeing couples that say, I don't want anyone to know that we're yeah. struggling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, look, we all, we all struggle. I struggle yeah. with being overweight, with being angry, with being lustful. Yeah. Uh, at times with being a people pleaser and, yeah. and like, Look, just put it out there and go, yeah. I struggle at times. And same with our marriage. And we know God opposes the proud, mm-hmm. yeah. but shows favor, gives yeah. grace to the humble. And so yeah. just be humble. Isn't that funny that you, the, the point that you just made is, is anybody who looks at, an outs- at a marriage from the outside goes, I know you don't have a perfect marriage. Yeah. And every couple that's in marriage goes, I don't want anybody to know yeah. we have problems. Like everybody already knows you have problems. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Whether you are just a normal couple and you do your, or you're in ministry, mm-hmm. you all have issues that need to be worked on. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just a tactic of the enemy yeah. and the way society has just, you know, evolved is, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're not doing it this way, or if you don't look this way, if you're not keeping up with the Joneses, whatever, 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 or if you're going to counseling, there's something wrong with you. And, um, and you know, I think that's where a, a lot, the enemy comes in and that's where shame, like you said, pride. And we know in scripture, it says that pride goes before destruction. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when we can bring that to light and there's so many resources out there, you know, resources like your mm. Scott, there's, um, with Scott being a counselor, future therapist here, they have, you know, there's assessments like prepare and enrich. Mm. And then, um, Dr. Les and Leslie Parrott have the Symbus, you know, for yeah. couples who are in, uh, pre-marriage in that, in that phase of life. And, you know, a lot of times with blended families, I, I think one recently was, um, reached out about his money and her money. And we were like, you know, in scripture, it calls to become one yes. flesh. And so if, if you're having issues with that, like I would advise you not to get married and go seek, you know, biblical counseling. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there are so many resources out there, but again, I think it's, um, I think it's, it's a tactic of the enemy and fear is what hinders us from receiving the blessings that God has for us. So if we're, it's what stops our progress. Yeah. And so if we're, um, coming into agreement with those lies and sitting in that, mm. um, it's going to stop the progress um, of just great things that God has for us in our marriage and relationship. Great. Well, and Scott, I want to ask you, you know, in all your years of marriage ministry, and I know there are people who are watching, and you may be watching this by yourself, mm. and you're thinking in your mind, you know, my marriage is, is not in a good place. Yeah. And I'm watching this thinking, you know, this is going to help. What If you could look them right in the eye and just give them one nugget of wisdom or piece of encouragement, what would you say to them? 
Yeah, I, I would tell a couple who's struggling, I would say you are not alone, mm-hmm. right? You are not the first to struggle. You're not the last. And I would encourage you, one of, the, one of the best steps you can take is just raising your hand and seeking help. And that could be, I, I'm going to raise my hand with, with a counselor, with a pastor, with uh, a life group or community group or small group, somebody mm-hmm. you are a neighbor, somebody you trust. Yeah. And just admit it and, and ask for help. You know, uh, Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with the wise grows wise, a companion of fools will suffer harm. Yeah. And so two choices there. You either act like a fool, hang with fools, you're going to suffer, or you walk with the wise and you'll grow mm-hmm. wise. It's a promise and a warning in that verse. And I'd say just be somebody who is, who's humble, as we just talked about. Yeah. Be willing to admit that you've got some challenges and say, I want and need some help. And I promise you are you are not alone. And, and sometimes it feels like we're alone. Mm. And, and I, that's one, one thing that for certain I've seen over the last 15 mm. years is the struggle. And I would yeah. say much more so even after all that we have all walked through in 2020 mm. with the pandemic yeah. in the beginning of 21 is the isolation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problems that were small have become much bigger. Mm-hmm. And we, I would tell you, again, you're not alone. Seek help, find somebody mm-hmm. you trust yeah. and, uh, and, and go first. And if you don't, if you're afraid of what other people are going to think, I will tell you, it's better for you to be open and honest and share what you need to share yeah. rather than suffer and struggle yeah. in isolation. That's not going to end up in a good spot for you. Whew. Absolutely. That's good That's stuff good. right there. That's so good. Well, Scott, We ask this to all of our guests who come on to the podcast, Um, but the name of our ministry, Blended Kingdom Families, what is a blended kingdom family to you? Yeah, so blended kingdom family. So I I grew up in a blended family. Mm -hmm. My dad died when I was six years old. Mom remarried when um, when she was nine or 10, or I was not, she was not nine or 10. (laughs) I was nine or 10, she remarried, and I was married to my stepdad for, 32, 33 years. Mm -hmm. He passed away four years ago. And so I know uh, firsthand the challenges Mm -hmm. and the blessings that come with with a blended family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I didn't trust in Christ until I was a 24-year-old when Jesus became my Lord and Savior. And so I grew up as a a non-Christian in a blended family. And, and I've seen the, the challenges, I've seen the, the blessings that come with it. Mm-hmm. And now as I look back and as I counsel other blended families, uh, I would tell them, to, you know, this is 1 Corinthians 10, 31, mm-hmm. whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so I would say that to any blended family, uh, uh, what it means to be a blended family, what does it mean to be a blended kingdom family? It means that you would take any opportunity, any challenge, any blessing, and you would walk through that to the glory of God. Mm. And so that would lead you, what do I do in the challenges? I bring God glory. What do I do in the blessings? I bring God glory. Mm. And so having that mentality that everything that we do would be about the glory of the Lord, mm-hmm. that's what this is about. That's what the blended kingdom family is about. Amen. I love it. I love that. That is <laughs> awesome. Well, Scott, where can all of the viewers find you, find your book, and get their hands on this amazing resource? Yeah, so it's Scott Kadersha. So it's kind of a unique yeah. last name, not a lot of us, but scottkadersha.com uh, on all the instas. It's S. Kadersha. And then at Harris Creek Baptist Church in McGregor, Waco, Texas, is where I, I serve as marriage and family. Uh, and I, I write on a blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
probably will do another marriage book. This time it won't be a marriage prep, it'll be a marriage book, but I, yeah. but I love writing about marriage. Yeah. And, it, and again, I just want people to have good biblical, authentic, practical content to help you in your walk with Christ and in your marriage. Love it. Awesome. Guys, if you are getting married, let me just 12 conversations every couple needs to have before marriage. This is a great book. Go grab it. Read through it with your spouse or your future spouse. Yes. Well, Scott, thank you again so much for being on the podcast. We're just humbled and honored to have you here with us and just share your heart for marriage and pre-marriage and blended families and Jesus. And it's been great having you. Thank you. Thank you. So grateful for the work, like incredibly very significant work you're doing. Thank you. And, uh, and there's nothing like another bald-headed Scott. I <laughs> love it. I love it. We're kindred, kindred spirits. spirits. Yes. Awesome. Well, you guys, thank you for joining us today. Um, if you have not already left us a review on mm. iTunes, we would love to just hear your thoughts, your heart, um, you know, what you're liking about the podcast. And I just want to read one that we received. It was a five-star review. So thank you. Um, but it says, I'm so happy I came across this podcast. It came at a time of need. And for that, I am so grateful. So thank you so much, you guys. And again, um, mm. don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the notification button. That way every week you can be notified when a new podcast comes out. You guys take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.